listening to Bricks and Clicks, presented by MarketScale, with your host, Jennifer Kalo Ruskin. Hey guys, welcome back to Bricks and Clicks. Today I have Bill Sinecor of RJ Sales Analytics. He works with CPG companies in the Walmart world as well as with other retailers. He owns a CPG firm company that helps them sell into retailers. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about COVID and how it's affected the retail space. Bill, take it away. Tell our listeners a little bit about you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, good, to, uh, good to be on with you and, uh, and your audience. Um, I'm a 30, this is my 30th year uh, with CPG companies. Um, started right out of college and uh, you can do the math there to, to tell how old I am but um, uh, the different uh, areas that um, that I, I've been in is uh, toys and uh, baby and uh, sporting goods and so pretty much everything on the hard hardline side um, I originally from Chicago area went to school in Wisconsin and um, uh, been working with Walmart for 30 years as well so um, wow and that's managing different teams um, from just myself to teams of uh, 10 to 12 different people. So um, a lot of different things that, that went on here at, with Walmart and Sam. So, uh, so I bet you've seen everything. Spending 30 years with Walmart, you've seen the highs and the lows. You've seen growth. You've watched Doug McMillan go from being a stock boy to CEO mm -hmm. of the world's largest retailer. Do you have any like particular stories that you can think of or things that have happened that have been kind of funny or maybe that you've been like, maybe you've seen into the future and pre predicted something happening that's happening now? Like what does 30 years of experience mean in retail? That's a lot of, a lot of years. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen, I've seen Walmart evolve. I've seen retailers evolve from, you know, stack it high and let it fly uh, as they used to do to, you know, become more digital savvy when it came to point of sale information and that whole era, how that became um, real, you know, involved now. I mean, I remember going into Walmart stores um, in the late 80s, early 90s and actually writing physical orders on a piece of paper mm. for store level. Um, so it was decentralized then to, I've seen it centralized and again i've seen the systems get better flow of goods better um i've just i've seen it you know go from a to z the pendulum swinging from left to right um so i've seen a lot um so it's been it's been pretty crazy i mean i started on at the store level and you know i stocked shelves i pulled uh product from the back rooms, I built displays, I, I helped people around the store, customers, I mean, <laughs> and I wasn't even working for Walmart at the time, it just, when you're on the floor, that's kind of what you do, so, um, yeah, pretty crazy stuff. I, and I bet some... you've never seen a year as crazier as this year. No, this year is, every day, uh, you know, we're almost done with the year here, uh, and, and it still shocks me, some of the things I see, but, um, yeah, it's, um, it's it's really pushed the whole digital age a little bit further and faster um, mm -hmm. than I think a lot of people expected. Well, let's dive more into that. Our topic today is about COVID and how it's affected retail. Tell us what you're seeing, especially if you have any tips. Our listeners love to get tips and suggestions. They'd love to walk away with maybe a handful of things that they can do in this current environment that will help help their business survive or help their business stay in Walmart or any retailer. So... 
Yeah, no, I, I've, I've really seen five or six, you know, different uh, fundamental shifts, um, especially in, in the consumer behavior, which then dovetails into what is happening at retail. And um, a, a lot of things I've seen, and, and again, it's really diving into uh, the point of sale information um, that we're all accustomed to. And we look at daily, weekly, uh, depending on your, on your level of involvement. But I've seen a real shift up to like a value uh, in essentials. So mm -hmm. a lot of shifting, a lot of uh, less discretionary spending uh, decreases. So I've seen, you know, a 20 to 40% decrease in discretionary spending versus, um, you know, things that are, are, are like food and household items, which I have seen increase 30% online um, uh, this year. So it's been a little crazy. I've seen more people shopping online, obviously, the pickup today sales, um, have increased dramatically as well as online. Um, you know, I've seen um, a big change uh, in loyalty from the customer. Um, you know, they, they're, they're looking at uh, changing different types of stores uh, from some other retailers to now they're looking for that value. They're shopping mm -hmm. more at, uh, you know, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, um, even like a lot more spending on eBay. Mm -hmm. Craigslist, uh, TJ Maxx, Aldi, Ross stores. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're really looking for that consumer value and, and they're willing to try different brands. Um, and interesting and that you didn't mention Walmart, but I'm sure that you're referring to that. And what yeah. I love about a recession, and this is a terrible thing to say, mm -hmm. I worked at Walmart back in 2005. Um, so I've worked with Walmart half, half mm -hmm. the lifetime of you, of you, so not 30 years, but about 15. And so I've, I've already kind of lived through several, a recession or two with Walmart. Mm -hmm. And what I love is that's where people go to get literally mm -hmm. the EDLP, everyday low price, right? We know that Walmart thrives during recessions, and this has definitely been a good mm -hmm. year for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even and it's gone across income levels, and I'm glad you mentioned that because you know even people who are in the higher income levels who maybe have not shopped at Walmart as much are shopping more. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody is really price conscious. I mean, uh, the price conscious consumer is really back. Um, not that they ever left, but. Um, you know, back in 2012 and 2014, um, I saw a lot of price sensitivity mm -hmm. and since it's gone away and now, um, you know, people 50 to 60% of people are really looking for ways to save money. So, you know, Walmart is there and is positioned to, to grab those consumers. For sure. What I find a little bit of like hilarity in all of this is that while the everyday shopper is definitely price sensitive more of the higher end shoppers that um, that I see are going a bit crazy. So for example, like during, during COVID, it was like, how many home improvement projects can I take on? Because all of a sudden there was nothing else to do. Um, sure, my husband sure. and I went shopping for a hot tub last month and we went to a local hot tub place that also makes mm -hmm. pools that you would know who they are, the largest in our area. And, um, and they were like, we're a year out from you getting a hot tub. Like that's how many mm -hmm. humans have bought hot tubs in the last six yeah. months. Um, silly things like pools. They've told us if mm -hmm. you want an in-ground pool, you're looking at 2022. So I'm, I'm feeling like the everyday customers definitely conscious, conscientious for sure about pricing. Um, and then as we look at the higher, the higher tier, maybe a hundred thousand plus salary, type of households, um, they're, they're willing to spend a little bit more on some bigger ticket items. Have you mm -hmm. seen some of that? 
Yeah, I have, you know, with, with, you know, with COVID, there's been a, a, a real big shift in, you know, point of sale I've seen on the hardline side. Um, you know, and you've mentioned some of those things um, that you have, you know, actually seen and, and physically taken part of, but, <laughs> you know, I've seen increases uh, in, in baking um, uh, yeah. materials. All that sourdough bread. <laughs> and sewing, uh, you know, arts and crafts. Um, I don't know if you've gone to a bike section at Walmart. There's mm -hmm. not a bike to be found. Yeah, they're gone. Um, so, uh, so outdoor play. Yeah. Right. Camping, RVing, boating, ATV, hiking. I mean, if you try to buy it from what I understand, try to buy a boat yeah. or an, uh, an or RV, an RV. You can't find one. <laughs> you know, I always tell my friends, you know, next year at this time, there's going to be a glut. So wait. <laughs> And because, you know, there's a part of me so grateful for these little like mini categories of things that mm -hmm. we felt like went away, like mm -hmm. crafting kind of went away, um, right. reading a physical book kind of went away, yes. riding your bike in your neighborhood kind of went away, buying RVs definitely has gone away until mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. And I feel this resurgence bringing so much energy into these sub kind of pockets of things that we all forgot about that all of a sudden everyone can't wait to go get their hands on again. Right. Kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there is a, if there is a silver lining in this whole COVID, and again, it's very serious because, you know, people are, are dying, but there is, with people working at home more, there is more family time, there's more backyard play, there's more backyard vacations, there's more time with their children, and, mm -hmm. and I think we were getting away from that as a society, as we, you know, everybody wants to work, and there was plentiful jobs, and we had dual income homes, but you know, we, we forget that our future is the ones, they're the ones that are suffering from that because we're just not spending as much time with them. And that's all they want. They want to be loved. They want to have some time. Yeah, so. I totally agree with you. I feel like I have formed a new relationship with both mm -hmm. my husband and my kids where it was one where we'd get home from school and by then it was almost dinner time. And then we'd have a few minutes to spend 30 minutes watching a show as a family and mm -hmm. it was bass and bedtime and that was our life every single day and now that we're all home my kids are schooling from home my husband and i work from home um we're together non-stop and what's interesting <laughs> is i think two things are happening one you realize that the family and the the partnership that you've created is fabulous and that you really have done a good job with your humans that you're in charge of or the opposite is true and i'm seeing so many divorces mm -hmm. and so many just families kind of just being broken up because they didn't invest in their family before they didn't invest in spending any quality time really getting to know their kids i've really gotten right. to know my kids and mm -hmm. they're hilarious <laughs> i love spending time with them it's so yeah. much fun I mean, have you noticed how many people are just walking at night or in the mornings you yes. know, around your block and how many more people are in the park? Yep. I mean, I mean, I take notice of that. Uh, there's people that walk by my window in my home. I have no idea who they are, but they live two blocks away. But, yeah. you know, because know of this, they're getting out, they're talking mm -hmm. with more people. So there, there is some, some, some gold in, in, in the lining here a little bit, so. So I have some questions for you. Um, yeah. We are, we're walking, you know, we're not walking, we're already in Q4. We're walking into the two largest revenue generating months for CPGs, mostly for brick and mortar. Amazon's already had their prime days, but we're looking for, you know, Walmart and especially Walmart online and a lot of other bigger retailers. This is their Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm right. so curious what your point of view is on COVID with COVID Christmas, what's a COVID Christmas going to look like? Let us Sounds know. Sounds like a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what I'm seeing and hearing um, is definitely, and I, I 
probably most of our listeners and yourself have heard already that, you know, Walmart's going to do more, uh, more sale items more often. So instead of doing a Black Friday, they'll do more, uh, they'll do a couple each weekend. So as to limit the amount of, you know, traffic in the stores, as well as give people the opportunity to purchase a little bit longer than just one single day or a few hours. So, uh, you know, you're going to see that across many different retailers. um, And let me ask you for clarity's sake. Now, mm -hmm. Walmart will not be open for Black Friday this year. Is that true or no? I do not know that. I know Thanksgiving will be closed. Okay. Okay. So every so the major retailers have announced Thanksgiving closures, but not necessarily Black Friday. I can imagine the concession that we've made already for Thanksgiving probably this year won't be carried into like not having a Black Friday. That's the most important day of the year for these massive retailers. But it will be interesting, I think, to notice how much more they do encourage online shopping to your mm-hmm. point, to limit the amount of humans that are in store. And Bill, I know we've worked for so many years together with Walmart that we know it used to be Walmart's main MO to get you in store. And mm-hmm. they would coordinate the Black Friday specials to make you walk through the entire store, all right. through Action Alley. So you kind of had to hit every single category within the store so that, you, of course, you would buy more. And and they would limit the amount of stuff that was available online because they really wanted your human body to be in store, right? Mm-hmm. So this will be so interesting to see what happens this year. Yeah, you know, I think, and I've seen it, I, I believe that, um, you know, Walmart has done a really good job with uh, their social media in the last year, really have stepped up on Facebook and Instagram and, um, you know, other different social media areas. And they're really building engagement um, that's relevant to that customer base. And they're building brands with those, with those people. And they're, they're really targeting that consumer on those, those social media bases. And, and they've done a really good job at it. And I think that's where you're going to see a lot of their ad spend and a lot of their time, you know, showing people the items and, and, and what's mm-hmm. going on and what the trends are to really further. Um, if you don't want to come in store, they're going to have it available online for you. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm seeing it going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, you know, there's overall, I've, I've read and seen that there'll be, you know, a 25% decrease in net holiday spending. Um, mm, really? But, you know, more of it will be online. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are still very, very nervous about going into a store. And, you know, I don't blame them. We're seeing a, yeah. a second uptick here um, and a really heavy uptick of, of COVID. So, um you know, they're looking for, you know, more digital sales there, you know, contactless service, you know, it has seen increased. Um, so, you know, I think Walmart's doing a great job, you know, keeping stores clean, you know, keeping the carts clean, keeping the aisles clean, um, making sure people wear masks. Um, so they're still going to get their sales, you know, to me, um, you know, retail is almost it's an event it's a social event for people i mean you see what happens on black friday and as we get near christmas people like to go together and they go as families and it's a real social event and i think a lot of that will still happen not to the extent we're used to but that that still will happen um it's just part of who we are and our makeup of our of our our country it's so interesting to hear about the potential 25% decrease in holiday spending because for our family it's actually the opposite So my kids are nine and 12. And over the last year or two, we've realized they have more things than they even know what to do with. We don't need more things in our household. (laughs) 
So we've decided to switch to experiences and my kids love to mm -hmm. travel. So like one year, two years ago, we went to New York together as a family and that was our big expense. It was them getting to experience the city and fly on a plane and all of that. And then last year we did another, um, I can't remember where we went. We've traveled a whole lot since then, but we, we did another trip. So this year it was one of those, like, I don't feel comfortable putting my tiny humans on an airplane yet. I'm mm -hmm. just not ready for that. And I really didn't want to have to lug them across the U S it just, it's a lot. If you've traveled in COVID it's extra stress and anxiety sure. and worry. And so we thought, okay, let's just buy the things against this year. So now that they're older, they're so expensive. It's like, okay, beats <laughs> headphones or, you know, iPod, sure. iPod, what are these called? AirPods. And, um, just more expensive, mostly electronics items or my oldest is now really into working out. So he, we bought, mm -hmm. um, they don't know it yet, but I bought a Peloton for Christmas oh, nice. for all of us to be able to use because mm -hmm. we're used to being out so much thanks to COVID. Um, and we've been working out so much throughout the summer that this winter has already become so cold and kind of hard, but so let me get us back real quick on track. Um, as we're closing on our podcast, I, I did some quick notes as we've been talking because I've been thinking about my work on the Amazon side and Bill, your, your work with uh, walmart.com, especially, I think that there's some things that we can talk to the brands that are listening and we can give them some pointers on how to get ready for the holiday season, knowing that a good majority of people are going to be buying online and we can't control inventory levels at store level. I mean, granted, if you're getting purchase orders from your buyer, fulfill them by all, me by all means. But um, online is a little bit of a different story. So I just wrote down three things that I was thinking could help our brands get ready. And then mm -hmm. Bill, if you have a couple ideas that we can add to our list, we can put these in the show notes. The first thing I was thinking was have your items online. If you are already are selling in a store, whether it's Walmart or Target or Sam's Club or Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, make sure that your items, if available from that platform, are available to be set up online and make sure all your items are available online. It helps the customer, A, know that your product is physically in store or that it's available online. Or my second tip is have it be available for pickup today. This is huge for Walmart. We're now watching other retailers follow suit, including Amazon is doing it through Whole Foods as well. Target's doing it now. Um, so make sure that you have that flag and availability on the back end of your whatever website that you are affiliated with, that if possible, your product can be picked up because the Bill's point, people are still a little scared of going in the store and this will just help your item get purchased more often. And then the third and last thing that I have, we'll let Bill add whatever he wants to add on in the second is just to be in stock, be in stock, both in store, be in stock in, you know, on your website and your retailers websites and make sure that your inventory is ready. You've only got a few more weeks. So whatever you can get manufactured at this point, be looking at forecasts and then be expecting your online sales. I would say to double, if not quadruple, um, Bill, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, yeah, I can't deny anything you had. Those are all great points. And one of the other things that, you know, we overlook besides all those good things you just talked about was make sure their items are set up correctly. Make yes. sure your, your content's correct. You have, if you can get some reviews, get them up there. Make sure your JPEGs are good. Make sure you got multiple product shots. Um, you know, just do the basic block blocking and tackling and mm -hmm. give that consumer a seamless shopping experience hold their hand through the entire process. You know, they can find the item, they understand the item, they can buy the item, they can get it shipped and they can pay for it. 
those are the basics because that's all people want to do. They want to get in and get out and make it seamless. So just, just, you know, the kiss principle, right? Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yes. I love that. And I love that you touched on imagery. So one thing I talk a lot to my followers about is making sure that you're seasonally relevant. And right now we are in gift giving peak season, November 1st, everything starts. I don't know about you guys. I used Amazon prime days and I stocked up on all my Christmas gifts already for all my family. That's done. If you haven't November 1st, it starts and it's going to start even earlier to Bill's point this year because people will be looking for deals. They're going to be concerned about their income and how much money they're spending on Christmas. So they might kind of dribble it out before then. Um, also be thinking about gatherings. Social gatherings or family gatherings might be a lot less this year. So it may be that Thanksgiving's the only time that you all get together or that Christmas is the only time that you get together. So be planning out for that and not necessarily just for your own life, but for your shopper. Put yourself in the shoes of the shopper. Think about the way that they behave as a shopper um, and make sure that your products are ready for it. Right, Bill? Exactly. I couldn't say it any better. Love it. Okay, guys, we are so grateful that you all joined us for this version of uh, Bricks and Clicks. Bill, thank you so much for being on and giving us your 30 years of wisdom, your wealth of knowledge in retail, especially in Walmart stores. Bill, how can people find you if they want to, if they want to connect with you online? Um, yeah, you could just go on rjsalesanalytics.com um, and uh, you know, just go ahead and take a look at the website. We do many different things. Um, we also have partners that do business uh, at, at Target or other types of retailers out there. Um, so we, we can help you um, in all different types of ways. Um, so just go ahead on uh, rjsalesanalytics.com and uh, just take a look. Love it. They can also scope you out on LinkedIn as well, right? Yes, you can. Awesome. So I'll make sure that all these notes that we've been talking about and all these links are in our show notes below so that you guys can find Bill. You can get our tips from this, this week's uh, Brooks and Clicks podcast um, and that you'll find a way to connect with him and his company in the future. All right. Thanks guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone.